The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the new Jedi Mission Podcast. I'm Jim Sokka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we're on the journey to live the new generation era and find the best. It's been the worst in the wrestling time period often forgotten. Brennan Shaw on Survivor Series 92. Brennan Shaw on Survivor Series 7. Look beyond the pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV. See what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's life? It's uh, pretty good, man. It's rumble season. It's like my favorite time of the wrestling calendar, so... Yeah, it was oh. just, uh, I might have been a second letting you, late get letting you in. I was watching the uh, Virgil churn from 91, and I'm watching Hulk Hogan. Oh, I was uh, watching 91 Rumble, too. <laughs> watching yeah. Hulk Hogan right now spit out some uh, cocaine garbage yep. about uh, the Iraq War, so. Yeah, uh, I watched that one earlier, and I'm watching the, the 2000 Rumble now. Okay. And if you want to talk about stark contrast of where we're at right now. Like, <laughs> so, 94. Or in 2000, Bob Backlund comes in with Jim Shorts on. Uh, you got who else is in here? Uh, British Bulldogs wearing jeans. We got British Bulldog. Rikishi is a in a, in a tag team in our era, and he's one of the most over guys in the Rumble in this one. Uh, and put about 200 pounds on. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, perennial jobber Scott Taylor is one of the biggest, most over guys in the Rumble too. So, what a difference! Uh, what six years makes, I guess. Oh, sorry. They're at Madison Square Garden versus, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, a tiny little arena. So, right. Yeah, I got. I just started with eight ninety uh, eighty eight. I've just uh-huh. kind of been like watching, watching through. I thought I'd get further along, but I got to ninety one. So, yeah, don't think, I gonna, sh- don't, think don't think I'm gonna get them all. <laughs> no, yeah. It's, I, every year, I just pick like a few random ones just to kind of. And I, I usually I, do that. Yeah, I've watched ninety two a lot. You know, obviously, and some two thousand. Like this show overall is such an underrated show. Like the show is great. The rumbles, the like, rumbles a little right. It's okay. Right. Like the 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 Rikishi moments, cool in the rumble and, and some yeah. of it the rock winning. There, there's definitely not bad parts, but it's the rumbles a little bit. They yeah. try to like that's in that time where they're like, all right, let's just get over every gimmick that we can. Yep. Versus yep. like a plotted out rumble. So exactly. All right, and uh, let's not talk about sports or football or anything like that ever again. Yeah, don't go on Twitter if you're a Bears fan right now. Like, it's <laughs> just every Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields debate under the sun right now. So, Oh, and, and uh, the Packers are good somehow. Oh, God. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that life's terrible. It makes no sense. <laughs> exactly. But, but uh, we got we got some hot summer of 1994 SummerSlam, so let's move on to that. So we're here live at the United Center, brand new arena, first ever event, uh, like an official event at the United Center. So pretty cool WWF to get this, uh, to steal this before the Bulls, you know, moved in there, the Blackhawks moved in there. So pretty mm-hmm. cool opening, uh, brand new arena uh, t- taking over from the Chicago, the Chicago uh, Stadium, which was a pretty Dumpy arena, you know, it's uh, for the time was a nicer arena. They've definitely put a lot more money into it. But at the time, this was like a new age arena with the big sky boxes, the big open layouts um, and a bigger crowd. You know, I think 23,000 are going to be here like that. That's a lot bigger than you'll see it. You know, some of the other arenas um, throughout time. So this mm-hmm. is kind of a new a new wave of, of sports arena. So uh, we, we have a dark match. And unfortunately, I scoured the Internet and could not find it. 
but Quang, oh, nice. Quang, and, and Adam Bob. But I cannot find it anywhere. I looked everywhere for it. But uh, the rumor on History WWE is that Quang won. Or, sorry, Adam Bob won. So that's all I got for you. But I wish I was yeah. looking for it to watch it because that would have been a classic. Well, sounds like we need another uh, Hidden Gems <laughs> DVD release or something. Yes, something yeah. Someone's got to have it on tape. Yeah, someone's got to have right. it on tape to put it to get back together. So um, we'll start off uh, the, the pay-per-view with the classic uh, SummerSlam music. And we get Macho Man Randy Savage coming out to a massive pop. They really There's a lot of wide shots of this arena. Uh, that I know they've used on other fields because it is a cool looking view of the arena. Like mm-hmm. so they definitely use that uh, in future things. But Macho Man comes out. He's the host, which I don't know what that means uh, throughout this. And if you figure out what it means, I'm not sure. But he comes out to a huge pop, and then introduces Vince and King, who are going to take us off for um, take us off for the pay per view. So uh, cool little setup as far as Macho coming out. The crowd's pumped for that, and then we kind of. Get the, the the theme of the night, the Million Dollar Man coming out with Bam Bam Bigelow and IRS. And, and during this entrance, it's introduced that uh, the prior night in Indianapolis on a, on a random house show, the head triggers have lost the tag team titles to Shawn Michaels and Diesel, which basically makes this match pointless. Right. <laughs> Just pointless match. So we get the head triggers come out. They look cool. They got Lou Albano. They got Sika. But without a tag team belt and without this match having any build, really, like we've talked about and complained about, and now mm-hmm. there's not even a tag team there's just no heat. The crowd immediately dies for it. The in-ring action isn't bad. Like it's, I think it's a solid overall in-ring match, but the end just ends up in a in a massive brawl, which I'm guessing they were going to do that anyways, uh, ended in a massive brawl, and just didn't rewrite the, uh, the ending, and so they mm-hmm. just brawl through, kind of fall to the end and brawl through the crowd. Um, you know, there, there, there was a huge splash by the head shrinkers, you know, on, on IRS, but of course it gets broken up. Like, when I just let them get over and get the crowd started hot, the crowd was hot for this first hour. But without the tag team title match, uh, this wasn't a bad match, but it just had nothing uh, to it. So I don't know what, what commentary you want to give on it. Yeah. So, you know, like, like in the, like you said, in the, before the match, they were talking about the tag title switch, which really just makes this a dead match. Um, like, also before the match, they, they spoil British Bulldog being there, which I felt like they could have like panned to him, um, like during the match, like how they kind of did to Nightheart later on. Like, I don't know. That was kind of weird, but yeah, it's just this match. Like, like you said, there's no build. So it was already kind of, um, I didn't even think about the crowd and the crowd yeah. has no idea. They don't make like an announcement. So the crowd comes right. out thinking it's a tag team title match. Like what the hell is happening? Like, I'm sure they're flipping through the program trying to figure out, what the hell is this match, right? Like, and, the, and this is the first match of the night, too. So it's like, you know, you want the crowd to really be, get into it. And that you could kind of tell they're just like, what's going on? Um, and, and it's pointless to take the belts off of them before this pay-per-view. Like, it, it's not like Sean and Diesel were in a tag team match tonight that needed the belts or something. Like, that was just so weird. They could have done it on Raw the next night or whatever. Like, I don't know. I didn't get that. Um, yeah, there was some cool... Um, spots in the match, like a really good top rope splash, uh, splash by Fatu, but then the ending is so stupid. So it's just, I don't know, it really weird. DiBiase goes running away from his guys, like this corporation or whatever. So it's just kind of shows him being like a chicken shit when he's supposed to be in the main event later, like right, being a more dominant force. So that's just kind of weird too. I had the same um, note. I'm like, why? Why is he leaving? Right. So it it's makes just, like he's abandoning his team. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, it's a weird yeah, so match. so very dis- disjointed. Kind of, it kind of uh, 
it sets the tone for what the tag scene is right now in WWF, so it kind of makes sense, actually. Um, from there, we get a uh, a, a match I've kind of been looking forward to is Bull Nakano versus Alundra Blaze. Um, you know, both very talented women, the only women, I guess, in the division, but they get, like, a really, like, heated exchange early, which I love. Like, they, they really start to go at it. They don't you know, they don't dig around for a while and let it build up. They just kind of go into it. Um, and, like, Blaze even, like, busts out a Frankensteiner, which is awesome. And then, she, like, Luna gets involved on the outside, which, like, if they built up her being the manager more, I would be more into Luna being the manager. Like, she's good at, at the role, obviously, but it just still doesn't really make any sense that she's Bull Nakano's manager, like, she doesn't really have a backstory with Lundra Blaze either, so that part's just still kind of weird to me. Um, the crowd really does get behind Blaze, though, like, as she's mounting her comeback. Like, she's one of the more, like, over baby faces on the roster, so, um, you know, that, that definitely shows here. And Bull goes for that, that leg drop, that huge leg drop, and misses from the top. And uh, Blaze hits, like, the German suplex for a win. So I thought this should have been the opener. Um, because like the crowd really got into it. Like they're, you know, like Chicago, New York, Philly, like they're, they're the more smarky crowd. So they kind of would have been familiar with like, uh, Joshi and like women's wrestling in general. Um, and you know, a lot of the offense they were busting out in this match was more along the lines of what a smarkier crowd would be into. So I feel like if they would have, uh, opened with this, it would have got the crowd a little bit more hyped into the show and you know wouldn't have been as flat to start with so even even with that they still were able to get into it and have a pretty good match yeah i i mean i love this match uh <clears throat> bowman the Kano comes out with the Orn express intro music which is amazing that that's right. used for all for all uh asian has to uh, be yeah <laughs> has to be the only music they like um um Bull Nakano's hair is also taller than I think it's been. That was one of my first thing. And and I love that they then use that. Uh, Alundra Blaze uses like the hair pull as a move. They kind yep. of both do it. Like uh, Bull Nakano throws people around by the hair and then Alundra Blaze does the hair. So I think that's like a cool move. The crowd is just so hot for this. Like I would have never thought the crowd was into it. It was like they were in for it. And you just heard the awes when she goes for that leg drop. Like there was like, you yep. could feel the buzz, the buzz of the crowd, like her getting up there. Uh, again, I have the same notes about Luna being on the ra- in rape for some reason. It's kind of silly, but then a nice suplex that plays hits on buzz, uh, bull, which is, you know, she's a bigger, bigger girl, uh, mm-hmm. very, very strong and a nice suplex to pull her over and get the victory. And then after the match, they kind of like, uh, you know, fight together. So showing that they're, again, this is the feud's going to continue, which is okay. But again, just shows how weak this women's division is. So, right. Uh, fun. I, I really liked the match. I couldn't believe Me how too. big the crowd. I couldn't believe. I knew. I've heard it was a good match. I couldn't believe how good the crowd was into it. Like I yeah, thought I, it would have been. I would have thought I, it would have been dead. I, I didn't expect know. to like this match as much as I did. Like it's really, really solid. Like yeah, I, I knew. Yeah, I knew Bull was a good fighter, and I knew. I thought I've heard from a lot of people like, "Oh, this is a good match." Nope. Yeah. So then we we get into our next match with the uh, Razor versus Diesel, the Intercontinental Tag Team Title Match. Before the match, they have an interview with uh, Diesel and Sean, really talking up the tag team champions. I don't understand why they had to do the switch, like, but they just right. make that being a big deal for some reason. So whatever, it is what it is. Wait, where was where was the house show? Uh, I thought they said indie. Well, King, no, I that, that makes sense. King says so, indie, but I don't know if that's true. So. No, I think it is because isn't the famous story that uh, 
that's where they sat Vince down at, and like the the click was going to start taking over was Indy. Oh, probably. I'm pretty, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And like they they probably just pulled a power move that night and won the belt. So that's I'm almost positive there's a story with like at least Nash and Sean or whoever like met with Vince and told him like you know we're working with each other now and yeah I could, that kind of thing. Definitely. Definitely. I, I mean, it doesn't shock me. I just have in my notes that it's that uh, mm-hmm. it was an indie. So makes right. a ton of sense. So, yep. uh, yeah. So we got uh, Razor vs. Diesel. Uh, Diesel out with Shawn Michaels. Um, I also, Diesel in his promo before says Razor had a lot of chances and couldn't come through. Like, they haven't fought. So <laughs> right. sure I, I wasn't sure he was talking about. You can, yeah. of course, start seeing the dissension of the team when they come out. Jeep, Sean jumps in front of Diesel and takes yep. the camera spotlight. So, they're setting up a little bit, but it's still so far away. They get no mm-hmm. reason for the tag team tag team titles to be switched at this point. You could do it like before Survivor Series, like that right. would make more sense than this. So, uh, so we get we get uh, Razor out then huge pop as well. So this opening, you know, I'd say first four matches, the crowd is massive for every face because uh, Razor gets a huge pop. Obviously, with sweetness, he gets he gets the the big the big pop. The one mm-hmm. thing that kind of hurts in this match is, or I think overall, is there's no Jumbotron or any entrances. So the crowd is always kind of churning around to see what's happening. Yeah. Um, so even when Razor hits, like you can see that everyone's like lost on it. So I don't know why they did the entrance is a very bland entrance. Definitely like early, you know, they ha- we know they have a Jumbotron by this point. I get in the 80s, they didn't have it, but like they've been using it everywhere else. So I don't know why they chose not to, but I think it, it kills some of the entrances for these matches. But uh, overall... I can't believe how big Razor is compared in size to Diesel. Like they are the same height almost. Like right. I always think of Razor as a little guy, but in this match, he really looks some. He he does it awesome. He goes for the side suplex where again you get this crowd being in like awe. Like you can hear like the hush of like, oh my god, he's gonna do it from the side, the second rope. Of course, uh, elbow to the face for for Razor to or Diesel to Razor. Uh, you know we get the classic, which I think me and you have joked about that the they, they Shawn Michaels takes the top turnbuckle off, and that's like the most mm-hmm. deadly, <laughs> the most deadly move in all of wrestling uh right. there's a lot of outside imp- interference this match too um and so to keep it sweetness involved keeping michaels involved keeping the match moving and and the ending comes in when michaels slides into the ring wants to super kick diesel or wants to kick super kick razor and hits diesel instead i don't know why sean kind of pouts in the ring like he could have hit razor done anything but instead he just gets out of the ring um so they probably screwed something up there maybe sweet sweetness misses mm-hmm. Q or, or it's just a, a weird spot that he didn't go then attack Razor, but massive kick. Razor crawls over and gets the one, two, three on Diesel. Huge pop. Sweetness comes in, uh, <clears throat> celebrating after he held Sean's leg as he was trying to get into the ring. So they got tons of photos of that. Really good use of sweetness. Really good use of Razor, Sean, Diesel. A really fun match and get the title right back to where it belongs. As far as Razor is that intercontinental, uh, you know, champion or holder. Like he is, 100%. he's the guy that's held the division. So good to see it back on his on his plates. Yeah, so I um echo a lot of stuff you said in this match. Uh, first, like Razor's gear with the aqua and silver as Chef's kiss—that's <laughs> that's top of the line stuff from him. Uh, Sweetness was a lot better than I thought. Like in the build with how timid he was on the mic. Oh yeah, thing, you know he's always been a mild mannered guy um, historically, and he he just kind of you know wasn't crazy over the top or anything like that. But he played the role well. Like he wasn't. Uh, fish out of water or anything so that was that was pretty cool to see um i love how uh hot the crowd was when razor won like that's like a big stamp of approval like you know you made the right decision to put the belt back on him 
And then I also love the uh, Sean Sukik and Diesel costing him. Like, yeah. the, through, the through line that's going to create, you know, so pretty good stuff yeah, here. It, it, that is a good uh, that is a good through line, right, that they're going to add. It's just, mm-hmm. again, I don't think the tag team titles need to be included in it, too. No, right. Yeah. Especially right now. Like, they don't need to be. They could be the champions down the line. They don't have to yeah. do it right now. Um, right. It actually would have made more sense if they won it after Diesel wins the title, because now you're like conflicting. Like you're, you're yeah. You know, and he's walking right. around for a while with them. It's like he's really right. a champion for like one night. Like you said, you, you don't have. He, he's never seen him like with the both titles. Like it's right. It's just it's really weird. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't get that part of it, but I I am interested to see how this goes till WrestleMania 11 or whatever. Um, with the super kicks coming into play, because yeah. it also puts the finisher over as well, because he hasn't really used it consistently yet. So, um, pretty good stuff there. Then we get to uh, you know one of the longer stories <laughs> of the night, and uh, Tatanka versus Lex time. Luger. Yeah, all this <laughs> I've so been looking forward to this to end, just to you know, just to get it over with. But, um, you know. It's actually a pretty hot start between these two, which I did not expect from, you know, two bulkier kind of slower guys. Um, and then what they also do is, too, is if you're not, like, clued in, if you're younger, like, you know, I was at the time or you, like, they don't really they don't really show their hand either way either. Of Like, they don't telegraph any uh, who's who's on whose side yet. So that, that's pretty good, too. Like, you don't know for sure what's going to happen. So, um you know, during the match, DiBiase finally like walks out and slowly. Just, yeah, really, really slow. Like he's, you know, taking his sweet time. I guess all that running from the tag match really, <laughs> really kind of busted his ACL or something. But um, Luger gets distracted while he's in control from DiBiase, and then Tatanka gets like a roll up for the win. Oh, and then they kind of like, yeah, it's so bad because that like, okay, he's distracted. He gets a roll up. Then Luger gets pissed why i don't know is your dumbass fault that you were locked in on dibiase it's not like he was in the ring or anything so like luger's mad that he feels like he did him dirty i guess with a roll-up so like you couldn't kick out of a a schoolboy. that's your problem but yeah you know so yeah that then uh makes the taco look weak too like that's what he's that, gonna win right on. right like put him over strong like if you're gonna make this big deal like you know knock the shit out of him or something like just make it yeah. worth it um, then DiBiase kind of comes in with the money and then Luger like kicks the money like up in the air and everything. Cool spot. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good visual, um, which then prompts Tatanka to attack Luger. And this went on forever. This <laughs> post-match. I don't know if one of the earlier matches went too fast and they needed to fill time, but like this beat down, I wish it was just cut, you know, he, he attacks him, DiBiase embraces him or something. And they, then they leave Luger laying and leave, but they just go on forever. Um, I guess we'll I just put in the notes. I guess we'll just see where this goes. Like, I don't have much faith as Tatanka as a heel. Um, you know, he was a really over baby phase. Like, he was always like a, a spotlight on like the B shows and stuff we would watch. So, you know, that's kind of gone. Um, I just wonder how, as a heel, how that's going to be portrayed and and kind of where Luger goes now, like. He's kind of like a dead baby face now, too. So I guess we'll just have to see which which way each guy goes. Yeah, I'm not sure if they keep the feud. Go- I actually don't remember if they keep the feud going or if they like uh, 
It can't be for that long. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how it goes, right? Like how this how this really plays out. Um, it, it, it was fine. The match was okay. Like it, it was just delaying to kind of get to the main points, right? There was right. just a lot, a lot of delays uh, <clears throat> in that. Uh, before the match, we get the classic interview with uh, Tatanka. Where he kind of lays out the the script, and there he mentions that only forty five percent of people thought he sold out, which is like not a high number. Right. Uh, like it, it should it be like ninety percent. So it's I guess they I I wonder if they actually did the poll for real, and everyone's like, no, we don't want Luger as a heel. I'm I'm not really sure, but it was so weird that you think you just make up that number, and be like ninety percent of people think you sold out. Right. But the crowd was into it at first, but again, they was just kind of stalling for the, and everyone was kind of looking back for the million dollar man. Um, but the crowd was actually confused too because are they supposed to cheer for both guys? There were definitely both guys kind of got booze there was definitely a great lex loser <laughs> sign right in the front mm-hmm. uh, all that stuff was kind of good and then again i love the wwf duffel bag that he comes out to to talk with the cheap win the crowd does there's some crowd that cheers for Tataka, so it shows you that like the crowd even know what to do on this match as we'll learn in another match um and i do love that there's like a, they show million dollars man's money it's all ten dollar bills so it just shows you how the new generation's doing for money he's not the million dollar man he's now ten dollar bill man um, <laughs> so uh, yeah so okay fun fun enough uh, again I, th- I think you're right they should have done a little bit more during the match to have to talk to like win uh, like maybe his elbow or something something to kind of really put him over versus like the cheap schoolboy so mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll move on but yeah I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where this one because again. We like the build. It just got kind of silly of how obvious it was, like our right, how right. Tom Luger or Million Dollar Man looked. It, I think it just went on too long, but the the idea of it and like memory of it, yeah, it was pretty pretty well done. So exactly. and it gives mid cutters guys something to do without being stupid, right? Like, yeah, um, I'll never be mad at that. I'll yeah, never, you know, and at least an attempt. You know, you don't yeah, see yeah, right. that, especially anymore in wrestling. You don't see like solid mid mid card feuds. So at least and they, they invest got that time too. Yep. Uh, so we, um, then we go to the music match, I guess it's called, uh, yeah. we got Mabel versus, uh, double J Mabel, Matt, again, massive pop for this crowd. Um, there's just like attitude level. I put attitude, WWE attitude level for his entrance. Like just everyone in the air signs in the air, everyone's hands up and down. Uh, the match was okay for what it was. Mabel again, tries to go up to the top rope. The crowd again, goes crazy. I was like, I don't know what he was going to do, but. Uh, at the end of the match, maybe like a four-minute match, like it was not long. Um, Mabel goes for a leapfrog, misses it, falls on his ass, and somehow that gives uh, uh, Double J enough to pin him. Like right. a butt bump is enough to pin him. So Mabel looks super pissed afterwards, and like I don't know if they're maybe going to set something off, but then he he runs after Double J and just kind of like ends the match. Like Double J didn't do anything silly, you know, he didn't even cheat. Like he didn't even cheat, and somehow like. Uh, uh, Mabel's pissed at him. So kind of a weird kind of finish to a match. Like, I don't know why you're putting double J over if you're trying to go with our, our boy Mabel. Um, right. Yeah. Just, just kind of strange. Uh, and then just well, the aftermath is like, why is he pissed? Like he just screwed up himself. Like, well, I'm not sure. Is... Why get pit by pinned by a butt? Like how did I know it hurts probably, but you know, it's not well, a it's like, uh, like, you know, you mentioned like Jarrett not cheating. It's actually the opposite. Like, Oscar slapped Jarrett in the match. There's no disqualification oh, sure, yeah. there. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I don't get it. Like, you know, what what are you pissed about? And then with the Mabel missing the, the bus splash thing, like, I guess, you know, just like Yokozuna missing the bonsai always led up to like a roll. Yeah. I, I guess that's uh, 
in a 600 pound man's world i guess that's like a high risk maneuver you could say yeah so maybe them just missing that little splash is enough uh centrifugal force to, <laughs> yeah to, to get jared or, and then yeah so and it also gives you two uh back-to-back roll-up wins too so that kind of is cheap like in the middle of the card you know it's like okay we're, we're not seeing any like finishers when i've seen any decisive wins so yeah that was yeah that's a point i just like don't i don't think we knew what the point of this match was i'm still not sure and it kind of went off like that way so i get you need some sometimes just have guys on the card and mm-hmm. build your roster but like this kind of just was nothing like well like have mabel squash them or have double j cheat and win and build a storyline around it it's yeah just like, yeah or have something uh musical play into the finish like a guitar yeah. or a microphone hit him with a microphone or something for the win or something like that like yeah there could there could have been something else or hit him with a gold record or something you know um there could have been something else to add a little bit to the story but maybe it was over like you said he did have the glitter outfit on which was uh his wrestlemania i guess of outfits for him so it was pretty it was, it was decent it wasn't a terrible match but it, it was just filler um, after that, we get Leslie Nielsen come out and Taker shows up in the entrance way. Then they turn around and he's gone. This was so terrible. Like, I don't even know who this dude is. Oh, I, Leslie Nielsen. I like, oh, dude. George Kennedy. Oh man. How dare dude. you? How dare, how dare you? George I have, Kennedy. Dude, <laughs> is that, is that really who that is? Who is, is yeah. that? Who is he, he? He's the other guy in Naked Gun. He's like his okay. partner. Mm. Oh man. Two different no, Americas. How dare you? Two, 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 two different Americas here. I, not, I had no clue. Who Naked Gun was. might be my favorite movie. When the Queen died, I me- immediately watched Naked Gun only because there's a scene with the Queen, a fake Queen, obviously. Oh, and I was like, see, well, I, I gotta and I'm like, I gotta celebrate the Queen's life, all of her, all of her life. So if I didn't, if I didn't watch the Naked Gun, like, I've seen what I know of it tangentially. Like I don't think I, I don't know the. the the history i don't have like a naked gun omnibus obviously like uh, you have but, i do yeah uh, i i, I could have thought these were the two guys from like the Muppet babies <laughs> up in the stands that, very similar just, very similar yeah. so yeah this uh this was so bad to me i was just like can i get these guys off the damn screen it's just not i'm not feeling it at all um so yeah they, somebody they, some, one, one co-host was one wasn't well, well right. you just people decide which one was which yeah so it's a two, two americas it's a different, different world um, but, uh, speaking of a different world from what we've been watching, now we finally get something that's like got a long build to it and also has a, a match to kind of back it up. Um, and that's Brett versus Owen in the cage. match. So we start with like a pretty lengthy recap of kind of a lot of the events that have went down, you know, nine hearts involvement and just a little storyline that's been going through, uh, for about a year now. And they go to Stu and Helen in the well, I was going to say, I was going to say, because it's a cage match, they have to fill time. Right. So to, this is, the there's a match. lot of filler. There's a lot of filler here. Yep. Yeah. So they, they go to Stu and just asking him to complete a sentence was probably Again, a lot enough, of filler. Yep. Yeah. That was probably enough time to get the whole cage up. Like they're probably waiting at that point. Like he is so incoherent. Like, God, yeah. like people who do his impression and stuff, they don't do it. They're not sleepy enough. Like he was just off. Um, then they pan over to like Bulldog and Diana, which that was already spoiled earlier that Bulldog was there. I kind of wish they would just left that for like the pan over. That would have been cool to a cool reveal. Um, that he's there. And they they go they look back at Anvil. Anvil looks pretty cool here. He's just like, you know, chilling in the back. Like I don't I don't fuck with all you guys. Like, but I'm still part of the family, so I'm gonna be here. Um, 
and there's some guy like next to him like i don't know if he's part of the family too but he is trying to get in the camera any chance he can get with like a foam finger and stuff oh uh, yeah it's like yeah it's like him and bruce keep trying right. to get in every shot and bruce god i hate bruce he just has to like try and be the leader of the fan like he is so annoying man i'm so glad he never got hired and got put in this role but uh they talk to brett backstage he's to compares it to like aged animals being being locked up in the cage pretty good stuff from here um and then we we get to the match itself so this match is um you know within like the online community as well like you know people like us who kind of grew up with this little era probably more nostalgic for it and like it more than most. I know it's like a five-star match from Meltzer. Um, and it's kind of panned a lot in the online community uh, because, you know, they, they they prefer like the bloody uh, brawl-style cage match instead of this uh, running cage match, like running and trying to get over. But if you watch this storyline throughout, this kind of cage match makes complete sense to what the story is. Like, Owen... Like, when he's confront, like, he got the fluke win at Mania, right? So, it was kind of uh, put out there that, yeah, Owen's, Owen won, but it was, like, by, you know, a slip on the banana peel roll-up kind of thing. So, he's gloating all this time, and meanwhile, Brett knows, you know, I, I could beat your ass if I want to kind of thing. Um, and deep down, the shows that Owen knows that, too, because he's running any chance he can get to try and hurry up and climb over the cage because he knows he can't you know, beat Brett, and he doesn't want to be locked in there. He doesn't want to get beat down if he doesn't have Anvil to help him. So, like, I think if you watch this storyline all the way through, that aspect of the match that a lot of people complain about, to me at least, it makes complete sense, and I think it just adds to the match. Um, so, you know, that whole cat and mouse thing, I love it. Like, it shows Owens choose colors. Um, they finally, like, settle into some good mat work, too. Like, that, they go to this, like, great spot with... Uh, Owen try to escape the cage and like Brett grabs him by the hair and pulls him back in, which is pretty cool. So there's just some cool little uh, moments here. Um, yeah, a lot like, of different, a lot of different things with the cage, like like yeah. trapped, like trapped in there, hair trapped in there, pull it. Both both guys go over, like definitely a way different way to use the cage. Uh, I, I have that exact note too. Yeah, and then there's like this like superplex spot with the crowd goes crazy for. Um, they're, they're like really struggling when Brett is trying to go through the door. Like they, they're like, it, it looks so intense. Like they're struggling against each other to like, Owen's trying to stop Brett from going through the door. It's just so realistic. I love that spot. Um, there's a great overhead camera shot as well. Like they, they pan above the cage and look down into it. That was awesome to see. Um, Owen, like, like finally gets back on and like returns a favor and drags Brett in by the hair, which was cool. So like the little, you know, I'm the little brother, but I'm going to get you back. And then uh, towards the end of the match, like it's, it's been a longer match and like, you've seen the pace dwindle down from being like this cat and mouse. Like I said, only trying to run and escape to him, trying to out wrestle him to kind of trying to go back to climbing over the cage thing. And they uh, they both start to climb out and then Owen's legs finally get like caught in the cage, allowing Brett to fall and win. And then that, uh, you know, he wins the match, and then Anvil attacks Bulldog from behind, which is awesome. Like, he just – because he knows Bulldog's going to help Brett. So he makes sure to hit him first, goes over, and then that allows uh, Anvil and Owen to start attacking Brett, which is great. They get in the cage, and then, um, like, the action spills in the cage. And then finally, like, Bulldog and the rest of the brothers get in and kind of 
break it up as Anvil and Owen climb out of the cage and run. And I just thought, like, that visual, this is what should have ended the show. I don't care if it's, you know, the, the match, the title, whatever. Just the way this all culminated at the end would have been such a great uh, cap to the show instead of what we got. So uh, I really love the match. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like a five-star match or anything no. like that. But, like, you know, I, I really liked how the story tied into it. I don't think, like, the criticisms for it, I guess if you just watch it in a vacuum, are valid. But um, with everything involved, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it's a different, like, like we mentioned, different style cage match. Yep. Um, it, it's a different story they're trying to tell. I think it's very creative. Like, you, I, that hair spot I do love. Like, and I think it's like, like showed a lot, that classic, mm-hmm. like, drag him over the hair. And I definitely use it in other matches. So they right. got creative with the cage. Kind of like sometimes the best ladder matches in the future, like creative with the ladder, like this similar right, thing to right. this. Um, it, it is a little long. The crowd is definitely hot for it early on. And then when it's like, okay, they're just like chasing each other out it's like okay this is kind of uh kind of uh you know a little boring uh but the ending is very creative right with owen kind of flipping backwards where he's actually closer to winning then brett kind of jumps off huge huge pop the the beatdown uh is the one thing like that then changes what the match was about and i don't know if that's a bad thing but it was like owen didn't want to beat him down and then after the match then he's doing a beatdown so Maybe it's trying to. Maybe they'll go with like, okay, Owen snapped. Like he, you know, like I, I'm not sure where they'll go with that, but it kind of was contradictory to the way or they that, had the match. Or that he knew that he had backup now. When, when maybe, yeah, there. yeah, right. It, it was you just, know. it was just contradictory to the way they laid the match. Right. Up. Like right. Owen wasn't trying to beat his brother. He wasn't ass, the right? aggressor. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't, yeah. and now he is. Which again, they might have a backstory for. They're obviously mm-hmm. setting a bulldog, like who immediately takes off his shirt, which is hilarious. But <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, Anvil takes off his shirt. I'm like, put that thing back on. Like, exactly. why? Why? And he's also got if the I free. I want to see sum- that. I'll, I'll just look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> he's also got the free SummerSlam shirt on versus like an actual shirt, which was right. hilarious. Right. <laughs> he does look pretty cool with his like glasses and his like feet up on the chair. Like yep. he definitely yep. looks like a badass. So that was funny. And then uh, it, it is an awesome classic spot of all the hearts like climbing up on the outside of the cages and like Owen going and they have like going around and punching him down. It's like a really cool shot of like four mm-hmm. or five different people climbing up the cage at the same time. Like really cool visual shot. The only thing I don't like that is that Brett gets no inter and uh sorry, celebration. Right. So if right. if you were to end it this this night, I and I still think they should have found a way to get Brett Hart like a celebration moment. Like him and Bulldog hog or just something so that you put him over strong. Instead he's kind of like limping out with like Bruce and I don't know what that one guy is like Stan or whoever that is, whatever his brother. Yeah. Like it kind of like kind of dampers it, which again especially if this was ending the night, you know, you've kind of done that with Brett before with the Jerry Lawler thing. And like, I feel like he needs to be on top. Right. Uh, we, he just actually had that same thing happen with diesel, right? Like he wasn't he, he beat down by diesel. Like, I feel like he needs like a standing up on top of the cage with the title, like just looking triumphant. Instead, he kind of looks like beat down. Uh, well, that's, I think that could have been, been a better ending. I think it could have been a better ending. Well, that's um, how shitty the WWF has booked Brett. Think yeah. about it, right? Think about every, almost every one of his big wins or any of his big moments. He's never the focus. Like Mania Ten, he, he gets the he wins the title, but then who do they pan to in the aisle? The focus is on Owen and what Owen thinks. Uh, you know, you say King of the Ring '94 with Diesel with the beatdown. You got this at SummerSlam. Uh, King of the Ring '93, he wins. Lawler comes out and beats the shit out of him. Uh, Survivor yep. Series, like him and Owen get in the argument. Royal Rumble, Owen kicks him in the leg and beats the shit out of there. Leg so out of his leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, a lot of his big moment. Uh, WrestleMania yeah. Nine, obviously Hogan comes in and shits on that. 
um, even though you know didn't win. But still, it's like a lot of his moments are uh, in the background of someone else's moment. Like it's crazy. So. Yeah, I, I just I think you I I missed this. I mean, I, I didn't have that ending the night, but I definitely had that. There was no celebration for Brett, so we kind of had the same idea of like, hey, this should have been better. But I think they kind of added the celebration. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, should we just end, or do you want to talk about? Yeah, that? well, you're talking about <laughs> celebrations, so just... <laughs> all right. We get the highlight package as they take down the cage. They should just interview Stu again to see what he thought of the match, and that would have been just as well. We get the t- full <laughs> right. versus Taker. Of course, we get all the classic <laughs> spots of Undertaker sliding down the slide and buying yeah. coffin-shaped donuts and uh, all the all the nonsense that happened. Uh, it, it does make a, uh, a serious touch at the end, like the first half of that is all comedy and then it turns into the serious, you know, mm-hmm. nature of the match. Um, so one thing from the observer that was really interesting, I read right before the match is that the plan was for Brian Lee, who's the other under faker was going to do a bunch of house shows and be involved. And midway through August, they canceled all the under fakers appearances after SummerSlam. So they obviously had somewhere oh. along the road that they thought this was a, 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 uh, Something was off, right? right? And then even on at the Sunday Night Slam, again, it was in the Observer too, but I, I remember hearing it. Vince says that this is the one and only match. So clearly they had something that they knew was a miss or they didn't know how to fight this, whatever it was, right? They they knew something was off on this, right? And uh, it, it's weird though, like like you said, that why did you go last? Like if you know this is the end, why would you put this last? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. kind of enough. But uh, we get, so we get the Underfaker out first. Uh, well, Millionaire Man comes to the ring. He announces that he's brought back the Undertaker, which is pretty cool. Um, he looks disheveled, like he just walking down the alley doesn't look like himself, the Faker. Um, but I do love that Walder brings up the Millionaire Man was two for two, even though he ran. I, I put my notes. I don't know if he actually won the, the opening match, but uh, I kind of like that. The like Millionaire Man's on a nice streak. Uh, and then we get Paul Bear coming out, and just a lot of theatrics. We get. Uh, him coming out, asking for druids. They bring out a casket. Everyone thinks it's the casket's the Undertaker. Instead of it's an urn, they bring out the urn. The light goes out, uh, and it brings back the Undertaker. Uh, I thought this was awesome. This five, six-minute buildup, whatever it was, was amazing. The crowd was into it. It was spectacle. It's what we think of the Undertaker, mm-hmm. right? Like, over the top, like, ridiculousness. I, I-, I thought it was great. Uh, the big urn looks ridiculous. Uh, for this one time, I think it would be okay. But like when Paul Bear is carrying around for like months, like, no, go back to the little, the little right. it's just too silly. Uh, so we get the, 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 we get the undertaker out massive pop for him. They both look the same, pretty cool, uh, visual at first. And then it stops. The crowd doesn't yes. know what to do with it. Uh, the difference between them is that one's wearing gray and one's wearing purple. I'm not sure if the crowd can't tell which one's which. Or they're confused if it's supposed to be a match, or they're confused they're supposed to be cheering for one. I don't know. I actually kind of mad at the Chicago crowd that like whatever whatever it is, they just kind of tune out to it. Um, yeah, I think it just sucked. I think I think it was just so slow that they were just like, you know, I think they, they just shit on it basically. Like yeah, you, yeah, you saw with like Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano, like they were into yeah. it. Razor and, and Diesel, they're into it when you give them something good. But yeah, this, and, and I think I think with the Undertaker working the Undertaker style, they're both slow and methodical. Then so it's just yeah. like it's just like a slog to watch. I think that could be it, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm not sure. It, it's just very weird. I 
I don't think the match overall parts is bad. There's definitely a couple cool spots. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but again, he's doing like the same setup. So like, and their color, so their, you know, their color isn't that far off. So like, I could see like, especially if you're farther back and again, no jumbotron, no entrance way. Like, could you tell which one's which, but it's just really weird. I wish there was the awesome move where, uh, Faker goes for the tombstone and yeah. then Undertaker flips them, which is just an awesome. And then the crowd wakes up for like things like that. Right, like, there, right. There's spots where they wake up. There's another, but. I just wish they would have read the crowd and just done the one tombstone and just be done with it. Instead, they he went for three. Uh, again, he's trying to put over his buddy. The Brian Lee's his friend. Uh, he gets him a job later, so I, I get that, right? Like trying to make him look strong. Uh, but sometimes you just have to read the crowd and be like, let's just let's just go to the end. Right. Uh, right. Uh, so finally, Taker wins after the third tombstone. DiBiase runs away again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why his guys don't come out to help him out, but again, weird. Uh, DiBiase again runs it off. So maybe they're trying to set that up earlier in the night. Who knows? Uh, I like the storyline. It was definitely memorable. The match was weird. The crowd was weird. Uh, and again, probably could have just been shorter with a couple Undertaker hitting a couple moves and just be done with it. Uh, and then we end with a cl- classic Leslie Nielsen uh, finding a case, and the case was closed. So, all right, I won't. I'll give you that oh, one. Was not, that was. Yeah, yeah, I, I give you that was not. That was not. Not their best one. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, uh, wait, what is this? The the, the funny part? Like, I'm yeah, like, what? What is this? <laughs> And then right before that, we also went to Macho Man, the host of the night. We haven't seen yes. it at all. And just says, what a crazy night. And it was like, what? How, how much are you paying this guy? Right. Your future two-time champion or future two-time champion. And you're just making him like a bum, like a, such a waste of him. And he's um, almost gone. Yeah, this is this is it. This is the last pay-per-view. Yeah. Yep. This is it. Yeah. So sad, sad use of him. Very underutilized at the time. And a guy that could have been, I don't know where he could fit on this card, but like, it's times for kind of like from Chicago. Yeah, put him stuff. I know, I know. Just put him in stuff. Yeah, I know. Just put him in things. Like we, you find a way. He's just so over and uh, just wasted. Uh, very disappointing. And we'll see from WCW. It's not the best run ever, but he yeah. goes for five, six years. So it's not like oh, he's on like his last leg. No, he's got a couple years left in him. So well, that's that's one of my gripes too. So like you know, he's supposed to be the MC, the host, whatever. Um, I know in kayfabe, <laughs> it's not known that he's from there, but he's he's from there, and yeah, he probably has a lot of the history of Chicago. No, like sports tie-ins. I would like to see them bring that up, especially like opening this new building, like you know, throw some Chicago ties yeah. into the theme of the show, uh, like they they do for other places. Um, it's just weird, like you know. I'm surprised Jordan came back to the Bulls and wanted to play in the stadium after like, this, this show ended. Like this, this shit was so bad at the end with Leslie Nielsen and Undertaker. I'm, I'm surprised Jordan came back a few months later. It took him a while. Um, he was probably coming back to videos like, nah, I'm not ready yet. That was definitely. Well, the reason why the urn was so much bigger is because they planned on killing the show, and they wanted to, to put the ashes of the of the rest of the crowd in that big ass urn, I guess. But this, I don't know. I, I've always, like, a lot of people like SummerSlam 94 um, or, you know, say it's good, but I feel like it's very up and down. Like, you have a good match, or you have a bad match, then you have a good match. You have a bad match, then you have a couple good spots, then you have a good match, then you have a bad match. Like, it's, I don't know what to think of it overall. Yeah, but... I, I mean, I really, I really like the first hour. Like, the first hour up to, like, Tataka's turn, and then, again, that Mabel match just kind of kills it. The Brett, Stew talking, like there's like a oh, half God. hour between Taker yeah. or uh, Tataka turning really and then the cage match really starting. Yep. Like that was just terrible. Well, I 
I liked the Bretton Owen Cage match more than I thought I would. Like, I, it actually kept me interested just because of all the moving parts, I guess. Um, yeah, but it, like I'm just saying, there was like a, there was that 15 minutes of dead time, including a Stu Hart interview. You know what I mean? Like, so right, there was just a lot of dead of of a two and a half hour pay per view. A half hour was kind of wasted. That's kind of what I meant. Like that part was hard to watch through. And and I admittedly didn't watch it all in one sitting either. So I think. If I watched it all, and I don't know how I could, but if I would have watched it all in one sitting, like it probably would have left left a worse taste in my mouth. Um, and so you know, I, I kind of like broke it up to where uh, the Bret and Owen match was the first thing I watched one night. Okay. So like, you know, I was kind of because like anything longer like that, like anything that's like a big main event where like a historical match, I try to like watch it fresh instead of like you know wore down or you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. And it, and that could be why I liked it more, but um, overall, I would say it's a middle of the pack show. It's not like it's not one of the better ones that we've watched lately. Uh, like you know, other shows have flowed better, even if they didn't have better matches. So it was it was decent. I'll give it that. It could have been better. Could, like the thing is, like it felt like it could have been better. There was a lot yeah. of guys not used, and just some of like like I said, you just macho man. But just some of it just doesn't make sense, and just. Had disappointing. You start off the night just starting off with like, oh, here's a random tag team match. Like, why, why do I care right. about this? Right. Like, who's going to care about this? So that was disappointing. So uh, anything else? No, I think we're, I mean, it, it, one other thing is like, like the, the arena. Like, okay, so they're in the United Center for this, right? They go to Chicago a few more times. Why didn't they go back to the United Center? Like, I WrestleMania think it's, 13 is in Rosemont. Like, yeah, I think it's expensive. And then you, okay. obviously – you got the Blackhawks and like <clears throat> you get the Blackhawks and, and the uh, Bulls. Bulls. You got to yeah. fight through, so they probably just have limited time. I know all state like the where the you know twenty two and you know twenty two and thirteen are both at all state. Like, right. There's nothing going on there. Like I was just there last weekend, and there was like a rodeo. Like they're desperate for anything, so I'm sure they just <laughs> they give it out for free. So I'm sure Vince takes that as as the advantage, and I think it's just where, less less traffic. Is, is that on the west side? No, it's 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 right at O'Hare. Like you literally. Oh, okay. So okay. one of the problems with the arena is it has to be so low because the pl- if you're on a plane, you actually fly like right over it. Uh, so okay, it's not okay. very tall. So it's like kind of a weirdly built arena. Like there, it's right. very wide. It's very wide, but not mm-hmm. tall. So mm-hmm. like it's it's a weird. I'll say it's a weird place. So. But United Center's on the west side, though, right? Right, Center's the west side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, west that's side, why side, that's so. why I'm confusing. Yeah, it's yeah. just I don't know. Like. You're probably right with the whole uh, Bulls and Blackhawks both playing in March, so that's probably why they didn't go there for WrestleMania. Yeah. And a cost, like 97, they hadn't built it back up yet by then. So, yeah, you're probably right. Um, it was just weird that they, you know, they make such a big deal of being the first uh, bet, yeah. act at there, and then they just don't go back for so yeah, long. So. I can't even think of the another time. I think WCW I, beat them back there. Like, w, yeah, I've gone to a house show at the United Center uh, in 95 and went to one. But oh, wow. I don't think I don't think they ever went there for like a raw or anything big because I, right. I every raw I've been to is at uh, has been at Allstate so wow uh, so yeah interesting I should move on to awards yes sir all right well we got uh, most new gen outfits I'm gonna go with uh, Mabel's glitter fit that's, not, that's what I thought you were about to do I'm gonna go Macho Man for his last ever uh, appearance oh, he was very go. very dressed up for it uh, most new gen performer Uh you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Lunger Blaze. That's I a really good one. Li- that match was really that that match was the surprise of the night for me. Like that. Yeah. 
probably my second favorite match of the night. I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Bull, Bull Nakano. I thought she's nice. very good. Uh, worst match or segment? If you say Leslie Nielsen, I'm going. Uh, we're just, we're so just shutting I'll it say, off. I'll say the we're two guys from the Muppet Baby. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Tatanka and Lex Luger because the match didn't meet the storyline and it drug on so bad at the end. Like it just. It was excruciating. Um, only because, like, I would say Stu's interview, which is probably even worse, <laughs> but uh, this this actually had a lot of build to it. So stock stock down. I see what you're yeah. saying. Uh, yeah. And then I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go the crowd for Taker versus Taker again. It's just it's such so weird. It's like I, I it's it's such a different dynamic than you've kind of ever seen. So mm-hmm. uh, from any crowd ever, uh, best match or segments. I'm gonna go Brett Owen. Uh, it just like I said, I, I think that a lot of it could have to do with my mood, like, you know, watching it first, but yep. I really dug that match. I really just bought into the story of what they were doing, and I just feel like it accomplished what they, they set out to accomplish, so yeah, it was pretty all, good for me. Yeah, all great points. I'm going to go with, uh, you know, if it was the most surprise moment with the Bull, bull versus, uh, versus Blaze, but I think Razor winning the title with Sweetness in the Ring, that crowd was... yeah. Jumping for that with the last. And that was a minute. good match like, too. Yeah, it was a good match. Yeah, and the crowd. I mean, when they knew Sweetness was getting involved, like that crowd was right. electric. So good, good on them to use a uh, celebrity like the a good way. Uh, anyone stock up? Man, so I, yeah, I, I guess I'll go Razor. Him getting the belt back um, feels like you know that's where it should be. Like he feels like he should be IC champ. So I feel like him kind of rising back up to get that is, is stock up for him. All right, and I'm going to go, uh, I don't know who to go with. Man, I'm trying to confuse if who would I even go with. I'll go with Razor. I'm just I'm just winning. Yeah. Uh, resetting the division a little bit as his division. Uh, anyone stock down? Stock down, I'm going to go Lex. Like, he feel like, you know, <laughs> that match sucked, but, like, Tatanka at least has, like, a heel turn now, so he could be a little different. Lex just feels like, like he's Anyone. in the water. Yeah. Anyone. Anyone. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go... I almost want to go like stock up million dollar man and stock down million dollar man. Like it was right. kind of his night, but again, Taker gets thrown off. He runs away from his tag team title. He doesn't even get a chance with them. So, uh, <clears throat> I think we'll go million dollar man for stock down. Cause we just know the stank of the corporation is yep. coming. coming. I don't know when, it, I don't know when it happens, but it, we know they're, you know, terrible. So there's oh, one sorry. highlight coming in a few months, but that's about it. Uh, which one? Sid. Sid. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, it brings in Steve Austin. I mean, there's, there's points to it, but they never win. You know, they're right. like, they're, they're all, they always lose. Like, they're right. like zero wins on pay-per-view. It's, it's crazy. So I'll get, uh, go, oops, I'll go his for him for tonight. So, yeah. uh, yeah. So we got uh SummerSlam 94 out of Chicago. That was, it was good to recap. We'll be back next time with a couple superstars. Cause raw is off for, uh, the U S open. Right. Uh, but we'll do a couple of superstars and a couple of raws to get back in the schedule. So, We'll see everyone in two weeks, uh, kind of build up to the Survivor Series 94, the return of Bob Backlund, uh, okay. and see what else uh, kind of falls out of, of the fall. It's a time of period I don't remember that much. Same uh, but I remember, But I remember I was hot for wrestling at this time. Like, this is when I really liked it, but I just yep. don't remember a lot of the feuds. So we'll see how this kind of shakes out the next couple of months. So. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I think, like, even, like, Action Zone starts soon, too. Like, in a yes. couple months, maybe. So, yeah, that's, like, this is when it starts to be, like, my peak childhood fandom I remember watching Action Zone all the time and yeah this is going to be some good stuff coming up soon for me alright well 
thanks everyone for listening, rating, and reviewing, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. All right. Thank you.